Welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast with your host, me, Dave Neal. How is everybody doing today? I am car casting. Fuck, and I just took the wrong turn. You gotta be shitting me. This is why you don't car... This is why you press the record button once you're on the highway. Alright, I'm back en route. I'm heading home. I'm in the valley of Los Angeles, California. Uh, I've survived the blizzard. I know everyone's been asking, Dave, are you okay? How was your hair? My hair's okay. I wore a hat. Oh, cop coming. Put the mic down. I'd love for a cop to pull me over and be like, what the fuck are you doing? I'll be like, oh, I'm just talking to nobody about my sex life. Uh, please rate and review, police officer following me. Uh, if I do get pulled over, I will make sure to leave the audio on uh, so people can see how pleasant cops treat white people. Uh, anyway, um, back in the West Coast, I just did a mic. You know, it's so funny. I just did uh, I just did the Comedy Store mic. That's like, you know, Richard Pryor, Robin Williams, Jim Carrey. It's where they all got their start. I did that at 7, and then I just did a mic in the Valley, which is the porn capital of the world, so I went from performing on the same stage as Richard Pryor to performing in front of a couple toothless whores in this basically run-down Chuck E. Cheese stage. Uh, that's life. That's comedy. That is how it works. Last week, I'm doing paid shows. This week, my name's in a bucket. Somebody, please let me on your stage. Uh, and I, you gotta have, you got to be okay with that. you got to have no ego because I saw a guy who won last comic standing at an open mic I was doing. And I was like, well, that's how it goes here in Los Angeles. Where do I start? I have so much to tell everybody that's listening. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of tentative to do these um, monologue openings. I do have a guest today, so we will get to the guest. But I'm, a little, I'm always tentative because it's not that I don't think you care to hear what I have to say. Because, you know, you're subscribed. You probably follow my, um, my rants and raves. But... But it's just, it's just, it's not easy to just talk to yourself, especially when you're uh, lost and your Google Maps is shitting to bed. Um, but so much has been going on, so let's get to it. I finally got my voice back. Oh my gosh, you're gonna hear this episode. I was, I was interviewing a buddy of mine, uh, Chase Hall, on the episode. He's a, he's a friend. He's a listener. He's a sexter. Is that what we're calling ourselves? I don't know. He's, a, he's a good guy. We talked a story, a little story. Uh, we, we, I don't know about him, but I was super hungover. I never get to go to these East Coast shows where, like, I, you know, I'm in a hotel and I don't have to drive. Like, West Coast, I, I really don't drink at all. But, oh, my gosh, the shit that Boston and New York will put into your body. Like, I, 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 I literally took my BMI at the gym today, and I have a 25, which is a low level of obesity. I'm fucking overweight. Uh, so, no flour or sugar for me. Until Valentine's Day, and then I'm going to eat chocolate-covered roses and either be really happy or really sad, depending on how my relationship's going. Because I'm codependent, and I can't stay strong on my own two feet. I demand happiness from others to feel good. I wish I was lying. Uh, Yes, I've been to Codependence Anonymous. You know, I don't know if I'm any more or less codependent than anyone else. I feel like we're all—well, here's how it works— you're either it's a yin yang system. You're either codependent or you're counter dependent or you're somewhere right in the middle. And I think most people are like thirty percent codependent or thirty percent counter. Like it's I feel like it's a light give and take. And then it's the crazy ones, <coughs> comedians, that are super codependent or whatever it is. Like I feel 
I feel like my girlfriend and I are equal parts co-encounter because we do okay together, but we do keep on having the same fights. Um, but the weird, the weird thing is, is my codependency as, so like basically here's a good way to describe my codependency. I went to go get Chinese food a few weeks back with uh, a comic and we walk into the place and it's like late at night and no one else is around and she looks, the other comic looks at the food and decides, she's like, oh, I'm not going to eat here. But I'm codependent towards the owner of the Chinese place, and I feel bad about his establishment not being busy, so I order extra Chinese food. That's literally what I did. I've done that at pizza places where, like, I walk in, and there's no one there, and I'm like, you know, you can clearly tell it's a father-run, it's a, like a mom-and-pop place in the, you know, the teenage fucking freckled zitty forehead son is working and you know i'm and i'm basically like i'm feeling i'm literally feeling bad for them because it's like 10 p.m on a saturday night and their plate in their place of uh business isn't more successful that i i I don't i don't want anyone to to feel any sort of sympathy for me i just want you to realize that that's what that's what i go through and uh i don't know I, i i've always thought it's pretty normal but maybe it's not i was raised with a you know, a mom, my mom and my sister, no dad, and she was she was always good at hugging, and but she was also like Catholic. You know, Irish Catholics are typically sort of um, you know stoic. They're not necessarily like you know she's she'd always said like you can be whatever you want to be, blah blah blah. You know whatever you know Taylor Swift lyrics, whatever the fuck. She would always say it, but there was still and she, and, and don't get me wrong. I know she doesn't listen to this. I know she doesn't know how to download a podcast. Uh, I know. I know she thinks I, you know, uh, whatever, run a sketch show on the on the iTunes. But um, she's do, she did the best she could. There's no blame. But whatever it was, it made me super codependent. And it doesn't mean I can't be independent. Like there's plenty of times during the day when I would just die. Like I make all this time to be with my girlfriend or to work or to be with, uh, you know, to do stand up or podcast. But sometimes you just need to recharge. So, like they say, codependents get all their sort of energy by being around others to a point, and counterdependents get their energy by being alone. I get my energy not by being alone, but by being in situations where I'm alone observing, i.e., uh, you know, at the gym with my headphones on, at a coffee shop writing. That's why I love New York so much. I didn't, I didn't need to see, like, I didn't need to talk to people. I just needed to know I was around them. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that makes any sense. Will someone please tell me if I'm fucked up or if this, this is normal? Because um, I don't know. I think my girl, I think she gets a lot of her energy by being alone. But also, I think it imprisons her so that she'll be alone so much and she'll kind of need like all of her socialization to be with me. And if we go by what the superior man says, women um, sort of... Uh, enlarge their feminine energy by being with other women and men the same you know like you need guys night girls need girls night uh, I'm not saying that, that she doesn't do that I just naturally get my guys night through my male friends that I see on the comedy scene you know what I mean so like I get to see them and catch up with them while I'm doing my work and she doesn't really get to do that because kn- you know the only time she sees these broads is when they're at you know uh, modeling castings which by the way I have been to some of these modeling castings, like sat in the car and waited for her to get out. It is the funniest in like, not, I mean, I don't mean to call them out. It's just funny to see like 
85 of the hottest chicks you've ever seen in your life, like, power walking into a building and then coming out, like, angry. Uh, I wish them all the best. It is a fucked up industry. Uh, I want happiness. I, I really do. I'm, I'm pretty happy. But, you know, whenever you have to say you're happy, it's like, who am I kidding? I know you're listening. You're like, yeah, Dave, how happy are you? Uh, you're going to go watch Bachelor and write a few reviews by yourself, you homo? Yeah, I am. I've uh, I've synced my Google, my iPhone calendar with my old lady so she knows what my schedule is. Because I do believe that there are enough hours in the day to have a successful, happy relationship and get work done and fulfill your own projects. I just think I've done a very bad job of communicating that. And by very mad, I mean I don't want to beat myself up. I feel like it's uh, it's a tough task dating somebody i don't know if it's some nine to five i wish i had i mean don't get me wrong I, I really don't wish but wouldn't it be nice every once in a while to just have a nine to five and then you went to the gym after work till seven o'clock and then the pork chops were ready at eight i'm already i'm already bored just saying it I, that's not my life i'm a nomad i just i tried it for those listening i uh it was interesting i was so i was just in boston for shows opening for craig shoemaker uh, i used to open for him probably done a hundred shows with him and and it, it's got its challenges. It's uh, there's a lot of challenges to it, uh, to to my ego, you know, to to having to, you know, perform. And he's a he's so he's such a fantastic comedian. So to open for someone like that, it's it's tough. It's a challenge. But uh, I'm in Boston where I used to live, and I'm walking from the hotel, which was gorgeous, the Seaport Hotel, and I'm walking over to Laugh Boston at the convention center or at the Westin, and I'm walking over this footbridge, and I look in the distance. And it's fucking cold out. It's Boston in January. And I see the Prudential Tower, which is where I used to work, uh, which is where I was, I was going to say dumped, which basically, which is where I got fired. I got fired from my first corporate job. Uh, and I'll never forget what she said. My boss, she looked at me and she said, you're just not meant to do this. And I was angry at her and I was angry at a lot of things. I was angry that I was leaving this job. Like I worked in advertising at what was supposed to be the job of my dreams. I literally, uh, w- like, snuck my way into this company. I followed a chick who worked there. She, you know, you, you need a security badge. I, w- I put on a suit, and I just walked in behind her all the way up to the 21st floor. And I saw Carol, the um, secretary, the lo- or whatever you want to call her. I don't know, this p- politically correct world. The controller, or whatever. <laughs> she's the, uh, whatever, whatever the heck Carol's name. She's 85. She's a secretary. When you're 85 with curls... And you smell like you have ashy, smoky fingernails. You're the secretary. Um, I walked up to her and I said, um, yeah, I'd like to just drop off my resume. And she said, you know, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, yeah, all right. I got you. I just thought, you know, whatever. And I was nice to her. And then I started walking away. I said, have a nice day, Carol. I started walking away and she stops me right before the elevator. And she says, Dave. Um, she looks at my, my resume, which, you know, had barely anything on it. I was just, I was literally a month out of college. And she said, um, hold on one second. So I sat down, and she, she brought it into HR. And someone from HR came out and said, hey, we're not hiring right now, but we'll let you know when we are. And then a few months later, I had a job. Or maybe a month later, I had a job. So it, that, so that, that alone was a great experience to get a job. But then once I had the job, I was so bad at it. Oh, my gosh. I was horrible. It wasn't like the creative side of advertising. It was account management. My client was McDonald's. I got free McDonald's, speaking of body fat index. I loved it. I gave so much free McDonald's to homeless people. I had all these cards. Uh, I probably shouldn't even, I shouldn't admit to this, but I'd give a homeless guy like a stack of cards and be like, that's 45 value meals. Knock yourself out, Billy. Um, 
But anyway, so they 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 fired me, and it, it fucking sucked. And I had to walk home. I had to walk home with a a bucket of whey protein because <laughs> I had I had a protein and like you know what you know a couple folders, and I had like a you know a, a picture frame with my family. Oh my gosh! But and I called my mom because that's what you do when you get fucking dumped or fired. You call your mom. And just telling her I failed made me almost break down in tears. You know what I mean? Like, you ever have to tell your mom you failed at something? It's the worst. We just, it's like we're ingrained. We just want to make them happy. We want them to know we're successful. Um, I would say this, though. That led me on a crazy journey in the the last seven or eight years, actually. Coming up on eight years in April. April, I think, I think April uh, 26th was the day I got fired right before my birthday. Uh, it was only like my 22nd or 23rd birthday. I was like, the world's ending. I literally uh, got into acting randomly, you know, got a few pilots, uh, some shitty things, this and that. Had a lot of fun, made some friends. And then within a year, I was living in New York. And then uh, a little farther on down the road, studied Upright Citizens Brigade improv and then stand up. I didn't get into stand up until I got into another breakup. And I was like, what the fuck is worse? Like, what it could hurt me more than a breakup? How about going on stage and talking about it? And it's been the most therapeutic thing in my life to do. Uh, except sometimes it's just not funny. Like, I just I just went on stage and just complained, you know. But that's part of it is finding, you know, you find the, the funny in the tragedy. And I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck kind of tangent that was on other than uh, I've had so many people come up to me and say and ask me, you know, because I'm pursuing what I consider my dreams uh, between stand-up and whatever else. It's the creative world, and I'm not trying to get all, like, artsy, but, you know, I can look at myself for all the problems and flaws that I have. I've never slept better since I've gotten into this world. And so many people have come up to me saying, oh, I, I want to do this or I want to do that. And, uh, and it, when I was in Boston, some chick was like, wow, you're a starving artist? Like, there's so much shame in our society that is put on us for not for breaking out of the mold. There's so much hazing and bullying for put on us to be like, "Oh, you're uh you're fucking starving artist." Yeah, you're No, I just told you. I'm fat. I'm overweight. Uh, but it's there and like so I you know some girl who were, you know, is a sales associate at Zara is telling me that I'm fucking some poor comic. And I get the stigma. It's, you know, like guys like Kevin Hart, you know, they go they go all these years without making any money and now they're charging 50 grand for a tweet. Yeah. They are, because they built that following, and it's theirs, and you can't take it away from them. Uh, and that's the beauty of it. Like, you want to get fired as a stand-up. Someone, someone told me this. You can't, like, my old job, it only took one boss to fire me. If someone wanted to fire me from stand-up, uh, there'd have to be a 100 different venues that would fire me. You literally would have to be like Bill Cosby, you know, sort of shame to be fired, uh, which I'm not. Uh, anyway. Uh, this episode is brought to you by my um, vanity, by telling you my biography like anybody cares. Do you care? Does it matter? Do you want to know that I got fired from my job and that's how I got into stand-up eventually? Do you want to know that it took me crying at a Toys R Us in Times Square before I finally realized I had a problem I needed to share it? I don't know. I uh, I just got a notification on my iPhone that says, um, I just set an alarm go over my schedule with my love i said we were fighting and i was like siri tell me at 10 p.m every day to go over my schedule with because what i'm trying to do is like remind myself that other people don't know 
what I'm thinking, and we need to be as transparent as possible with our busy schedules. And literally every day is different. Castings, jobs, this, that. Um, I was gone for 10 days, and I was supposed to fly back uh, Saturday the 23rd, and then the day before I get an email from United or whoever the heck I flew with saying flight's canceled. So my flight got canceled a day and a half early because of the storm, and... I told Tasha that my flight was canceled, and she was really sad. And she was kind of like, you know, she was a little angry. Not necessarily at me, just that, like, like Dave, if you don't get on a flight home, you're going to be stuck there for four more days, and I've already been gone for nine days. And um, it, it is important to, re- to realize in any relationship, you know, maybe one with your father, your mom, your sister, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, it's important for us to remember um, I talked about it with Amber on last episode, the four agreements. It's important for us to remember to not take offense to so many things. Like Tasha was a little upset that I was that my flight was canceled, but it wasn't because she fucking like she wanted to see me. And when you say it like that, it makes it sound so much more sweet. Like our issues over scheduling and like where we're supposed to be and what time we're going to go on a hike. It's because she wants to see me. I found a girl in my in this world that wants to hang out with me. Like, what the fuck did I do right to deserve somebody who wants? And don't get me wrong, I wanted to see her, but I was also in New York, and I and I, and I had a show that night, so I wasn't super ambitious to get a flight home. I uh, did go standby. I I went straight to the airport at noon on Friday. I, I went to the dollar pizza place and folded up a piece of pizza and put it in my bag in case I wasn't able to get any food. You know when you're traveling, you're just running around. And sure enough, I made it right to the air, airport uh, a few minutes beforehand. Someone didn't show up. I flew standby. I jumped right on. As soon as they delivered my diet cola, I whipped out, unrolled that greasy cheese pizza, and the guy next to me was fucking licking his chops for a slice. But I did that thing with, you know, that thing you do with cheese pizza that's been left out. You just like, you eat it and then you get your fingernails to just scrape the extra cheese. And then you just eat that. I could have had, like, no joke, 14 slices of pizza. I only brought one. Learned my lesson. Got to bring more pie next time. Uh, But uh, what are we talking about here? Who are we kidding? So I got fired. I had great shows in Boston. Friends came out to my shows in New York. I had a Rhode Island show. So it was just so much fun. It's like it's like you forget. It really is easy to forget that this is supposed to be my passion. We take things too seriously is my point. We take things too seriously, and we have too much of an ego, and we take offense to too many things. Uh, I have had – I mean, like, I'm, 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 I'm not going to lie, and I've said this before. I bet you somebody's listening with a screenplay in your head. That you're afraid to write. I'm talking to you. You hear me? You're nodding. You're literally you're, you're you're grinning now. You fucking sly motherfucker, right? You got that novel you want to do? Hey, maybe you just want to uh, do oil paintings of it, pet animals. Why the fuck? What? I met someone who makes six figures by doing oil paintings of pet animals. What? Like, I'm just saying, there's a market for whatever weird shit it is, or not weird shit it is you want to do. Someone paid me to do stand-up comedy. That's fucking crazy. Like, don't get me wrong, I had to just go buy a slice of pizza to get somebody to to put me on stage. But 
on it, but like that that's kind of that's kind of how it works. It's subjective. So one day you're getting paid for it, the next day it costs 5 bucks for a bottle of water just to get on stage. Like that's 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 life. Uh Chase Hall everybody, talk to him. He uh I'll tell you what, he stopped by my hotel room, no homes. Uh not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh I was severely hungover in Boston. And I don't know, maybe maybe you can hear my voice is all fucked up. And um, I was I was glad he came over, and uh, we just whipped out the old dicks. No, uh, we whipped out the old podcast equipment. Um, I don't know why I've got a little gay thing for Chase Hall here. And uh, when we spoke, Chase is a guy that I met on a movie um, called Zookeeper with Kevin James. We worked on this movie together, and he's uh, he's a cool guy who's going through some shit. We were talking about buying flowers for girls. You know, they don't have a course on this shit. No one ever. You know, what I, I had to Google how to buy flowers. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it sounds intuitive, but it, to me, first of all, the fact that you have to go to one eight hundred flowers dot com, like one eight hundred flowers couldn't adapt and just be called flowers. I'm sure flowers was taken, but anyway, what if one eight hundred flowers dot com? Fucking, I feel like I'm getting ripped off. If anyone knows a cheaper, not that I want to be cheap with it, but a more affordable option than sixty dollar tulips. Uh, let me know because I could use that. Uh, anyhow, enjoy my conversation with Chase. Uh, it's on the shorter side. That's why I milked you guys with a little bit of an intro. Uh, catching up with you. Hey, I got a little emotional. I got a little emotional talking about the poet who's listening who's not doing his shit because it's on you. At the end of the day, it's your fault. I, I know there's limitations. I know I know it's weird. Don't I had to come out to my family too and say, hey, I want to do... Uh, I want to be an actor. You know what I mean? I had to come out. You know, Sally Mae was still calling me every month to pay my business degree off. Uh, but fucking, like, I don't know. Let me be your voice. Let me be your fucking guy who tells you that, you know, you only get one shot at this life. You know, you might have a kid. You might have You might have a girlfriend that's, you know, you're in a weird place with. I don't know what your deal is. I don't know if you're happy or you're sad. Uh, but I'll tell you what, most people I meet are exploring and they're trying to find out what their fucking purpose is on this world. It's not to sell enterprise insurance. I'm sorry. I know enterprise is a loyal sponsor of this podcast. Uh, and if you're happy, great. My stepsister works at like a nursing home. She's the sweetest girl. She's super happy. And that's what she, and she's a mom. And like, but like that to me would fucking drive me bananas because that's just not what I was meant to do. So if you're not doing what you're meant to do, uh, don't be fucking 75 years old on your deathbed or 100 or whatever it is by the time you get there and feel like you're missing out on your passions. Uh, take it from old man Dave, right? I got into staying up at 26. I'm 30. Acting for eight years now. Uh, no matter how many times you tell yourself, how many times you're nervous to try it, trust me, you're never. it's never too late. Uh, enjoy this episode of Sex Actually. All right, we are podcasting live from the Seaport Hotel in Boston, uh, Massachusetts, with Crit, with Chase Hall. Dave, good to be What's here. What's happening? Good to oh, be here. Did. I need to say your name. Are we doing this incognito? I uh, Chase. I, this is my second time here on the on sex. Actually, yeah, you called in last time, right? Called on my on my sailboat. Oh fucking dude, I am hungover. Ugh. I uh, so I'm in Boston doing shows, and it's like you know I. You know, you got to stay at all. You, you're like basically sequestered. I'm staying in a hotel and, 
you know, I'm like taking this is room. a lot better than your. Uh, this is the seaport. Oh my gosh, it's just the old one, the Westin. It's in, it's incredible what they 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 definitely the hotels way more money than what they pay me. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so I, it's I like, didn't know part of this comedy troupe. Uh, and it's raining sideways out there. So the um, they get, you know yeah. I got this shitty uh, seaport hotel umbrella snapped in half. Yep. Walking all over trying to find well, bacon. You must love this little rain right now in uh, L.A. It's it, well, well, it's been raining it out been there raining a little bit, there? but not like this. This is like a ice rain. But it's going to be back yeah, and seeing a fucking bunch of mass holes and shit. We were just talking. I, we got to repeat this story because it was really funny. We were sharing our uh, flower story. You oh, fucking can't. Stars. I tried to buy my girlfriend flowers. And, you know, I ordered flowers. them by a certain time. And then I clicked on the button that said, like, buy from a local artisan. And the local artisan's in Indiana. And she's yeah. in Kentucky. Yep. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, that's not a local artisan. Local. And, uh, you know, I got the, ch- in, and, you know, I, I, I'm at that stage in my life where, you know, uh, and it's, uh, I got to choose the, you know, search lowest price to highest price yeah, option. Low to high. They're <laughs> like, do you want a recommended? No, no, I want lowest to highest. I want to buy the third least expensive. You know what I mean? And well, uh, well, what's it starting at? Like 20 bucks? No. We started 20 It started bucks? at 39 that's the cheapest they 39 had. Thirty nine was the lowest piece of flour I know. you can get. Well, you could buy like a teddy bear or like a chocolate thing for cheaper, and okay. then they had like the flowers that were like, you know, it's like I, no, I just want to buy flowers. Yeah, I don't care. Find an arrangement and send flowers. But it's like, do you want to buy this bud that comes in a pot and it comes with uh, planting gloves? No, 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 I don't. Flowers, flowers with a little ribbon and. And, and I'll and I'll leave a note. The yeah. original tweet. I feel like you know the little memo you got to leave. Yeah, you got to leave a note. Uh, yay, yay. That's a whole nother thing too. But share your flower story. That fucking cracked me up. Uh, my flower story was I was living in New York um, and seeing this girl. Oh, I got to turn the sports center gonna, off. We're gonna be no naming here, no name. But we're we're one of the blonde it, chick. No, she's a brunette. She's a brunette, and we were we were we were doing it. We were like like we got up, and I'm just like I'm in the act, and I like I I, I lift her up. They were gonna say you were in the ass. I'm in the ass. I'm in the act of uh, doing. I I I lift her up. You know, put my hands under her thighs, and I'm like I'm fucking her standing up, and then I see that this table. And I place her on the table, and then all of a sudden, it just breaks. It's sh- like it's one of those folding tables that have like these flaps that like. Were you chubby chasing, or was it just no. a weak table? Okay, it was just a really weak table. It was old, and I, 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 I like I placed her on it just to think, all right, I can you know fuck her like you know on the dining room table. But this thing just dropped. It Fuck me like one of your fat whores. Rope. <laughs> All right. And she like can did a complete one eighty. She was like, "What the fuck? This is my table. What the fuck? You just broke my table. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm and th- this happened in like forty five. That's seconds. the most confusing boner ever. When you're like, you're 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 you're, you're like still out of tension. Oh and my you're god. Just like, yeah. I'm like, uh, so what's going on? She's kind finish? of like in the corner, like you know. uh Kind of like baby Cur- curled curl- up, like completely bawling, like, like a I can't believe just my because table, her table like, broke. I her table broke. 
But it wasn't some IKEA IKEA shit. It was no, like this a was like this was a fairly uh, family heirloom. Yeah, but it, could you put some glue, some uh, wood glue on yeah, it? Yeah, we tried that, and it, oh, it you was, tried like, to fix we it. We tried. I tried the next day. So the next day, like I I go like local flower shop, right on the, like a bodega on like you know St. Mark Street. She lived in East Village. And I got some flowers because I felt so bad. I broke like her table. <laughs> I broke her table. Yeah, it but the, so it's dirty. all about intention. So I get the flowers. I'm getting like you know the guys. Like I think I paid you know twenty bucks for you know some flowers. And I'm I'm walking. They're like this wild arrangement of flowers. And I I have the flowers in my hand, and I'm calling her. And I'm like, hey, like. I was also going to say her name right there. Um, hey, like, I'm down the street. Like, I'm, you know, around the corner. And she says, oh, great. My ex-boyfriend Nick's here. I'm like, Kurt, hold up. Flowers in my hand. Dump those, you know, things down. I'm like, this is going to be really interesting now. Like, my just. So you just gave up on her. I just gave up on her. I'm like, this, like, flowers. So the 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 point of like of giving flowers to the girl because like i you know when i like giving flowers i'm like i feel for you like i really like like you something happened it's if you have something to give happened like something happened i broke her table that's what happened that's you and know she just like went but the whole act of breaking her table and like Honey, it's a table. It's a piece of wood. You know, we could have had some really hot sex on yeah, it. Yeah, your but wood broke her wood. You, basically, that's what happened. Yeah. And, and she couldn't, you know, I don't know. She couldn't. She just, like, that for, for, like, five minutes, she was, like, hysterically crying. She was, like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I'm, like. And she's just naked. She hot? She's naked. Nah, she's good. She's good. She's good. You know, I don't know. It's, it got, that's why it got, we our priorities are different. You know, you fucking break like, a table, break a wall, break a vase over me. Yeah. We're so still the next fucking. day, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna give her some flowers, cheer her up." And then all of a sudden, she like drug. I'm like, I actually listened to her. It's like, "Oh, my ex boyfriend's here." I'm like, "I'm not gonna give you flowers, your ex boyfriend." There. I mean, it's, I'm gonna look like a giant dick because I broke. And then, and then I. I'll continue this story. I go there. So you didn't and, stay the night, or, or did you? No, I, I left. I'm left. like, I'm not. I'm like, I'm not. You, I didn't know what to do. I kind of had like tears and headlights. Up. I'm like, uh, what do I do? Like, she's in a corner. She's naked. She's. Can did she say goodbye to you, or did you just leave? Uh, I don't know. I think she kind of like passed out and just like with all her emotions and just like I'm out of here. I'm dead. I just left, and I just like. Oof. It was. It's uh, you've got to fucking move on. You I'm know what I mean. On. You're like, you know, you hit that point. You're like, all right, uh, I can't unbreak that table. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I, I gotta go. I don't know. I I hope she's well right now, but I haven't talked to her. And um, yeah, last time I bought flowers for a girl was uh for that. I never. I don't think I've ever bought flowers in person. I feel like it's always being sent. Either I'm out of town. Or whatever, but it's a fucking sham. It's well, such a be- fucking sham. Before I, I spent sixty dollars, I, 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 I bet did, they're the uh, shittiest little. Before they show up in a little skinny box, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is this? I shit? got another flower story, but this one's actually a lot funner. This one was I sent like I did the one eight hundred flowers. I did one eight hundred flowers. I'm like, what's the easiest way to send flowers to someone without like going over the over the moon or breaking the bank? Like, all right, I'll try one eight hundred flowers, and. 
I did want 800 flowers. I sent like the card, but I forgot to put my name on the on the card. So she didn't know who. She didn't know who it was. So like she her mom told her it's like um some other I, guys taking credit you know, for we'll, it. We'll, we'll name her Stacy. <laughs> like, yeah, I got Stacey, you. Stacy like what's this 1800 flowers van in the driveway? And she's like uh I don't know. And then she texts a bunch of people and then I'm like she's you know did you send me flowers in my home? I'm like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> she, she's like, oh, that's so. N-. And then I, I don't know. But I the think mom's probably nice. it up. But the, the I think our the, generation doesn't oh, do flowers. We don't do flowers. Mom was uh, no one. No one you teaches know, you how to asking. send flowers. I have no fucking idea how to do it. Here's what I hate. I do the one eight hundred flowers too. And I like the, they, the, they you start from the lowest like okay here's like five dollars for like a, a cactus and then you got like yeah you get goes to eighty dollars for like a two dozen roses and I'm trying to like justify like, it. I'm like uh, yeah it's a southwestern uh, arrangement I don't, I don't know that's a fucking cactus <laughs> you just got cactus. me a thorny it's like where she live well, you know you send her you know cactus in Arizona it's like oh those are great I love Oh, and the prices, and it's like stocks. The prices go up during Valentine's Day. You can't buy a rose for under $79. I paid $17.99 in service charges. I'm like, that. Yeah. No, the service charge, you told me it was $39, and then there's a. That that should be the cost. Tell me what it costs up front. I don't need to know what it costs for you to arrange it. Give me the shipping. Do your job. $5.99 on the shipping. That's it. So so I ordered it, and it was supposed to be same-day delivery, and then I get an email saying, like, we're so, so sorry. We couldn't give it to you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, okay. what if what – if, and it wasn't a big deal, but I was like, what if shit was going down, and I needed her to get these flowers now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, shit's going down. I need you to see this fucking cactus arrangement I got. What do you do? You know what I mean? So I don't know. She hasn't got them yet. So I'm just like, uh, did anything come in the mail you, today? You got, like, 2 p.m. It's like – you should, like, buy 11. It's like, if you can order by 11, it should be – in your mailbox by like four. I want her mom to answer the door. So her mom, you know what I mean. I want those. Yeah, you points. want that? Who's, I want her who's mom to be like, "Oh my flowers. gosh, Dave! Dave's such a good guy." In yeah. in, in, in in actuality, I'm bitching about the price on a podcast. <laughs> well, the, here's the worst part: is when you buy flowers, now, um, she'll like the act. She'll like those. Oh, flowers. Yeah, she'll like them. But so, like back in the day, the first time I ever bought them was for my ex, and then I bought them. You buy flowers when shit's going down. You buy them when like yeah, things aren't going well, and it's not going well. Shit went down when uh, you know it broke a table. Oop, gotta buy flowers. Exactly, shit's going down. Um, forgot the anniversary. Oop, gotta make flowers. Yeah, Oops, sorry, I didn't go to bed at like eight o'clock. I lied. Sorry. And now uh, uh, my current relationship, it was uh, it was uh, um, sympathy flowers for uh, you know death in the family. So it wasn't like shit's going down, but it's still uh, this this ex of mine. You uh, you type in like who you're buy- who you're sending the flowers to, and they save. You know, they have the cookies. They save their information. So we broke up. And then for like literally every month, I get a, I get an email from 1-800-Flowers. It's oh, like, yeah. what uh, would you like to emails. send flowers to Claudia? Yep. No. No, no, I wouldn't. I would not. You should know that I haven't sent her flowers in six months. Maybe don't remind me. Like, Oh, we got uh, breaking news. The sun is starting to break the here. The sun will and... come out. Tomorrow, beautiful. Um, we've done. I've done three shows now at Laugh Boston. One show in Providence. So we're uh, four out of ten are done. Yep. The sun uh, gods. I got heckled last night by a couple drunk chicks. Uh, I love. I love seeing what I can get away with after shows. Saying to saying to girls, 
uh, I told you this uh, before off air, but I saw a girl who because I feel like the older you get, the more you just want to be honest with yourself. And if like old old men are great at just saying fucking <laughs> crazy shit, but like the older yeah. I get. I'm like I wish I I wish I was just honest in like high school I would have gotten laid like way earlier but I saw this girl oh. and I was like I was like you you're not gonna like what I have to say but you look just like the girl the first girl who ever sucked my dick and honestly I was and then and I'm not trying to fuck her I'm just like telling her I just felt the need to tell her and she got me a beer That's I good. got a I got a PBR out of it but um uh, I was PBR. like if I if I were a single trying to meet a chick I was like I wonder if that's a decent pickup line now. I don't know. I used to have such like hesitation talking to girls, but I've lowered the stakes. Like I'm not trying to fuck them now, so I can just be like, I'm not trying to fuck you. Like I'll, uh, you know, I'll fucking talk to you. And I ended up having like a great chat with them about, um, about just fucking random shit, uh, because they because she looked like the girl who blew me, and uh, and as it turns out, mm-hmm. this is what's crazy. So, I, you know, like when shit happens to your personal life, you never, you never sort of like question if it's out of the normal because it just happened to you like like looking back at taking inventory on my life mm. um so this girl um she blows me and it's and it was in high school and it's the first time i ever you know had uh and it wasn't necessarily good but it certainly wasn't the worst it just wasn't like she didn't know i don't think she knew what she was doing i don't know why i don't know why she wanted to blow me this sounds like a first blowjob story it so, is you know oh, it's my this first is, this is the first one but i don't know she so no i don't know what to do here's do the I deal stand? she's yeah, go, like she, halfway in the pants. I don't know. I uh, she she she, she bl- like full full like just took it off. I took her on a table and it broke, and then she sucked <laughs> my dick. No, uh, but it ended similarly. My, my blowjob story ends the same way your story ends. So she wants to uh, housekeeping's knocking on the door. I love it. Uh, housekeeping, and I'm telling a blowjob story. Um, she so she, so she's babysitting this chick, and she's like, come over. And uh, I don't even know how she told me to come over because I don't I don't think I had a cell phone back then maybe she like know, how instant does... messaged me i don't even know how he coordinated it with her i, I know it's just like the away status you remember the away status like yeah. oh man like i don't know how i got gone to I, class gt like, i'm pretty sure got i went to in, go gtg i went in the front door and i i was prepared to leave through the window like i had found a window in case the owners came home because like and when you're in high school going over a chick who's babysitting is like the best case scenario because there's no place to take a oh, chick. It's the best feeling. Like, but I, she's I, the best feeling. I'm gonna say she's a couple years younger than me, and and the fact that she's ready to blow me shows how bad I was at getting chicks because yeah. I couldn't even you know do it with a chick my own age. You know, but it's high, but that's how it is. Like there's always like a you know I feel like in high school it's always chicks that are two years younger than you that find you attractive. You know, because every every chick who's your age. If you're a senior in high school, those chicks are trying to fuck the college guys. Oh, right. right. They're up to freshman freshman right. college. So I have to preface the fact that she wanted to blow me. So I didn't know. I, I thought we were going to do a little uh, necking, as it were, on the bed in the guest room. Anyway, she's blowing me. And then afterwards, I find out she, she starts crying. Like like at the at the end of the blowjob. Maybe she was crying at the beginning. I couldn't tell. Uh Weird, right? Oh my god! I'm like, what happened when she lost her virginity, man? Was she just bawling? Oh my god! I just get my first blowjob. And, and look, oh I'm not god. trying to shame her. I'm just these are the facts. Uh, no, I've never I don't tried, sh- no, I'm not but like, shamer. I don't know if it's because she felt obligated. Like, I wonder if one of her friends was like, "If you want to win him her. over, you have to suck his dick." I don't know if she was like, 
just felt like she had to do it. But I felt so because I'm like super stupidly codependent. I just felt bad for her afterwards, and um, and she was really yeah, sweet. I think too. I'm like that codependency. Like I'm like I think I'm codependent on like you know, I want to make this girl feel like okay. That's why I think I got the flower. Yeah, and I'm like. You know, I'm you're trying so to do sorry. right. You're trying I to broke your table, and I'm like, right. I want to do something right, and bad timing on me. Like, I'm glad I actually like called her, being like, I'm walking to your door with some flowers, and then she tells me, oh, my ex is here. I'm like, oh, that's not gonna work. Yeah, you like finally. So back did, to square one. Did she I'm know like, you had flowers or no? No, I, didn't, I I was like a surprise. Like that, like I, I, my, me and my flowers. It's always like a surprise. I have to. Ex- well, oh, so your two sex stories. Last time you called in, so this time you you break a chick's fucking table. You fucking asshole. Yeah. Last time it, you had a good like laundry room. Yeah, sex I was story. on the uh, on the laundry room. You got any other ones we need to know about? That's it. Those are your two stories. Yeah. Good old laundry room story. Laundry room story. I don't think I've summer. ever uh, tumble dried it, if you will. Um, you were the old yeah, you spin turn it, cycle. You turn it on, man. That's just the, it helps you out big time. And it's also good for sound sound too. You know, just to have, like, I feel like it's yeah, good. Yeah, it was in the party. It, like, you know, there was DJ or, you know, oh, music it during a, It was during a party? Oh, it was during a party. Was it a, was it um uh top-loading washer? I think it was, like, a separate. Like, like a, you can't have sex on one of those stacked ones. No, that, it was separate. Yeah, sense. it was, like, a, the dryer, it. the dryer, and then the. the you just, like, yeah, came into some dryer sheets and some fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. You just like shoot a load into some OxyClean, like take <laughs> that bitch. Yeah, somebody's got their sheets out. Like I don't think the uh, machine's working yeah. right. Uh, it's yeah. funny when you're uh, great memories. When, whenever Dave. you're at a party, bring though, up, you're always like looking. It's like you know, like dogs are always looking for a place to piss. You know, they're always looking for that corner they can piss in. I feel like yeah. guys at a party, they're always looking for that yeah. that like room you can just take a chick and bang. Well, but you it's, gotta it's, go to the laundry room. The laundry room's the best. It's generally I um. Like wishful thinking, it, it's not often that it actually happens. Like I don't even think I don't think I have any good party. I I took a chick in college before I lost my virginity. Um, I took her to the back. It was a it was a house party, uh-huh. and um, she was actually she lived in my dorm on the same hall, but for in the same floor, but you know three doors down. But for some reason, we never uh, we never hooked oh, up. Sick. Her name was um, I'm gonna call her I'm gonna call her Leah. Leah. <laughs> I said that as if that's not her real name. Okay. I'm gonna call her Leah. Yeah. She was a she was a really into like Harry Potter books. Like she would like like just get stoned and read a lot of Harry Potter. But she was smoking hot, but short and uh, you know gigantic tits and like I never had it shot. But anyway, she uh, she takes me out back and um, we're leaning against a uh, we're leaning against a hose. You know the you know the, the hose is attached to the wall and you fucking wind them up. So I literally have her up on one of those hose mounts. Kind of like a swing? It's um not no, it's like the little half arch thing and the hose wraps around it. Right. So is she sitting in, she's in sitting, the hose? She's like, not sitting in the hose, she's sitting on, on the hose. Top the hose? Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's probably like a What a hoe. Hey. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get into this comedy hey, bit. Yeah. She's kinky, I'll tell you that. Hey, kinky, here we go. Hey, uh hey. so I'm spouting her off and um and uh, she's like, do you have a condom? And I'm like, no, I don't have a condom. And, like, I, I did. It was, like, the one day in my, you know, teenage life that I never had a condom. But uh, she – so she wouldn't fuck me. And then – but I had her on this hose. And we go back inside. And turns out it had, like, a minor leak. Like, it had sprung a leak that, like, you know, I wasn't getting doused with water. But enough that I think both of our – like, my my pants were, like, you know, by the time it seeped in and I found out it was too late. So I walked back inside with, like, looks like a giant – like, I just pissed myself. 
and didn't get laid. And then like she was repulsed by me and never oh. fucking tried again. Yeah. And I, so like I, it took me, you know, it took me like another year from that incident to get laid. With fucking her? no, With in general, or just in, in general. general, yeah. That was my freshman year of college. I didn't get laid till my sophomore year. My whole freshman year, I just struck out. I know. I'm. I get horrible. I get hot, and then I get really, really cold, and then you get really hot again. So it's like a, it's a roller coaster of emotion on like how. My I had a girl. Is. I had a girl who let me. She wouldn't fuck me. She's like she was a virgin, and uh, she was cute. She, and uh, but she would she would let me fucking like, like, like she'd keep her our, her underwear on, but she'd let me fucking like my dick like hit. You know what I mean? Like. Like half no fuck her underwear, man. <laughs> like, you just get it really, really wet. Shit, but the shit that guys will do, like, uh, like it's that's not comfortable. Like you know, you're ramming your fucking dick into somebody's underwear. You're like, <laughs> just fucking barbaric. Like just, you'd think you'd let me fuck you. You'd think, I don't know. Yeah. That's that that that, that visual is horrible. But like every guy listening has had those types of stories where you know you're just you're just a fucking dude. Trying to figure it out. Trying to figure out how to buy the flowers, how to get the panties off. It's not easy. And then, and then somehow you get to an age where you just know what to say, and you, and then you, and then it's not any easier. You just not, you just know how to. It's not. It never gets easier. You just know how to take more shots. That's what it comes down to. You know, you, you still might be batting like you know two fifty, but you just take four hundred times more shots. <laughs> that's what, like that's what like New York that. is. That's a good one. Right You're there. like, yeah, my fucking batting average isn't going to get me to the Hall of Fame, but but I'm swinging for the fences. Swinging for the fences. Uh, the... Dude, I feel disgusting. I think we got to end this thing. What time? We did twenty minutes. We'll throw this into another podcast. Twenty. All right, this is a warm up. Are you going to come to uh, the greatest bar? Or yeah, are you... I'll come to the greatest okay, bar. Okay, so this girl, uh, th- this girl who manages the greatest bar, is going to let. Um, let uh, us possibly podcast there before the game. The Pats, the Pats play today. By the time you listen to this, I'll either be wicked happy, yeah, yeah. a fucking pissed kid. Cool. Um, I don't even want to promote my shows because I think by the time this airs, my shows will be done. Maybe I'll, you know, I maybe I'll put this on before the New York shows. So I'm in New York, uh, January 9th, eight, uh, 18th to the twenty second, doing shows. Mm-hmm. If you live remotely close to the city, come on out. We'll get your tickets. Yeah. We'll get you New drunk. York. And we'll fucking see if you look like a chick who sucked her dicks. Um, Thanks for stopping by, Chase Hall. Thanks, Dave. Always a pleasure. We're going to keep talking. We're just going to turn this shit off. Okay. Uh, Peace. Peace.